the other part of centralization and self-guided tours and all that, and I don't know if it was talked about in these sessions, I'm curious, is how, where the rubber meets the road on these is in the follow-up, is, is that experience post-tour too. During the tour, sure. And I agree that you don't need all the fancy gadgets and gizmos aplenty. I can sing that song too. Get, let's do it. Sing gizmos aplenty. I'll let y'all handle Got that who's one, it's, okay. Who's it's and what's it's galore. Okay. Did we everyone tune out? We have to get now? the thing of a bobs though. You can't I got 20. Out. There you go. But who cares? Okay, Brent. No big okay. deal. Tammy's awesome. <laughs> I want more. Okay. But <laughs> the rubber meets the road, follow up. And we don't need all the fancy stuff up front. But what about some fancy stuff? on the follow-up. I mean, that's I experiential have, as well. I love that so much, and I've always been a big, humongous fan of follow-up. And there's so many creative things you can do. There's a whole list out there of things that you can mail that you didn't know you could mail. Yeah, that you can I mail love things. that list. Like a potato. Beach ball. Yeah, potato, beach ball, flip-flop. Like, you can do so much fun stuff with, the, you know, let's call that uh, follow-up outreach, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that that always hits home. And it, it hits home on the trade show floor, too, right? Who's got the best swag? Who's got the cool stuff? I mean, that it, it people love gadgets and gadgets and who's it's and what's it's right well after the show i've got 20 <laughs> i'm uh, bringing some home to my children that's not part of the song but you know might have grabbed what do you think, a dog what do you think about that, Brent? Well, i was gonna say that i think you know the more we reduce friction in the leasing process and we make it easier and easier and easier and they still have not signed on the dotted line then we need to adapt our thinking to that and understanding well how have we not, you know, what pieces of information are they still waiting for? Like, yeah. like what, you know, what else is out there? And, and really identify then what, you know, are we still missing a, 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 a step in the process with them? Right. Mm -hmm. And is it a common theme or is it just, you know, this particular person still needs, you know, X, Y, or Z. And so um, it becomes a, a little more, ch you know, changing that thought process into not just a, hey, we need to do this because it's a, a standard follow-up, but to mm -hmm. really dive into this specific person to go, okay, there's something holding you back. What is it? Right. What can we do? But I think asking that question is something that we never taught leasing agents, you know, over, over the years. We never said, hey, ask why. Yeah. Why didn't you lease with me? Or why haven't you signed this yet? Or why haven't you called me back? What's right? Hold, or I mean, just I've only said, said that to guys in, in my college days, you know. <laughs> What's holding <laughs> why you haven't back? you called me back? Somebody needs to call Tammy. <laughs> I've been happily married for a long time. But, you back. know, listen, if an old boyfriend wanted to call and say, Miss me, I wouldn't turn it away. Right? Like, come on. I'll take the kudos. Stop. Like, come on. Come on. Anywho, sorry. No, I do yeah, that. No, I think, that, I think you're right. It's not. And we try to one size fits all that follow up too. We try to put push people into a formal cadence, and I do like a cadence, I really do. <laughs> but you're 100 percent right. Mm -hmm. If you're going to go for the experience, then I need to like you need to go the extra level with the personalized videos or the personalized videos of the, mm -hmm. of the apartment unit that will be their new home or whatever it might be that really shows and proves just like any other sales process that you are very interested in them finding value in what you're offering yeah and you're not, they're not just another tour that came through yeah and we just we need to, we need to make that shift if we're going to centralize or if mm -hmm. we're not going to centralize but if we're going to do self-guided tours and we're going to put people into these in the, this other process, mm -hmm. then again, I, I will say it again, the rubber meets the road on the follow-up. And that toolkit, that sales toolkit there, mm -hmm. needs to be very robust 
very customizable yeah. and something that the leasing agents can believe in and connect with so that they can connect it to their prospects. So if they, I have an awesome pool and somebody mentioned how important the pool is, then I should send a beach ball. Yeah, I absolutely. Should, I should send a beach ball to them, but not to everybody. Right. But I think you're making um, a great point here. And I'll take that in, in this direction, which is something that I just preach in this industry all the time, is that we take this God-given path, right, from leasing to assistant to manager. We are not looking for people's strengths all the time. Oh, thank you and for so we are we are pushing people up this path from leasing to assistant to manager to regional to owner, however that looks, right? But that's that's the ladder, right? And the mm-hmm. ladder is not meant for everyone. You know, I love leasing and I should have probably stopped there in my career to be quite honest with you you know so but but I got pushed to assistant manager and then a manager and then a regional and it's I I absolutely did not like my job I loved my industry I didn't like my job right so we find that a lot in this industry where people just you know you get money you get a promotion it's great it feels good you have warm and fuzzies and then you go I don't like this like I'm not meant for this right? right I I shouldn't be at this position but that's where a lot of you know what you're saying the customization and stuff you have to have that like-minded person and I don't think um, and this is you know not not a knock but I don't think as an industry that we do a great job at taking people's strengths and putting them in the right positions. yeah I agree or, with you even also taking those positions and then dissecting those so we're not having somebody who's great at sales do it, you know, creating leases. Right. Oh, um, right. Exactly. So, yeah. So the, I think that that's, you know, taking those tasks away, not necessarily the people away, but the tasks away yeah. can be yep. huge. Um, Look at us going all the way around, right back to where we began right there. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, so good. somebody I was talking to, they were talking about how uh, creating um, kind of like a, from a realtor perspective, they have, you know, sales teams who take people around to the different properties that they are under their mm-hmm. umbrella mm-hmm. and they are really focused on leasing. Like that's their, their sales and that's what they do. And they take that person around and really give them that, you know, if they're going to have that, that, um, you know, personal touch, that's a different way to approach right. it. Right. And yeah. then, and then the other person who's really great at customer service or resident experience, mm-hmm. they're doing that. Yeah. And I mean, I was horrible at sales, absolutely <laughs> horrible. And I was in a leasing consultant position and they kind of just, you know, like, okay, Brent, you know, I guess, you know, we'll keep you around, I guess. <laughs> so but, uh, Tammy and I'll sell you to our paperwork. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, no, I mean, I I couldn't speak to that enough. I think that's yeah. such an important thing. I was the same way. I was a leasing agent who eventually became a property manager mm-hmm. and burned out yeah. and went to the supplier side. I loved my company. I loved what I did. Yeah. I loved what we, what we represented. I was really good at leasing and resident care, and I was terrible at maintenance and terrible at that process of managing that department. The evictions <sighs> and all the stuff that just breaks my heart I would would, like literally never turn a report in I'd be like oh it's Lisa in an apartment she's like you need to like property manage yeah uh, staff but I think that's important for that role those roles leasing Mm -hmm. and not having that ladder you know ladder that same direction all the time and I do see some companies kind of moving away from that not just in leasing but also maintenance you know Chad Moulin actually had a session about succession maintenance succession um, and I, I know he spoke with Chris, and I, I'm blanking on his last name, and I apologize, Chris. But uh, King Dai? Yes, thank you. Yeah. It was a great session about, um, you know, it's not, again, same with leasing. You don't just leasing assistant manager to, mm-hmm. you know, property manager. That just doesn't fit for everyone. No. It's not the same skill set. It's not the same passions. Yeah. You know, and, and fitting someone into the role when it, in a centralized model, whether you're centralizing leasing or centralizing maintenance, can really 
change the dynamic of who we're bringing into the industry Absolutely. so that we can fit them better. And we don't see the attrition and mm. we don't see, um, you know, the people, the, you know, the lack of like kind of long-term career mindset mm -hmm. of these amazing people. Um, but he was talking about it and I love that maintenance side too, because it's not just a tech to a supervisor, to a regional or yeah. whatever. He, you know, it's tech, tech one, tech two, tech three. Maybe you get a promotion, you get more money and you get more responsibility, but you don't necessarily have to be leading people because not everybody is a people leader. Right. Yeah. And, and I just love that. I think I love that we're moving to those models. Mm -hmm. I think that that comes back to the point that I, another one thing that I see a lot and I think everybody would agree with this, the mental health, right? Yes. So we're finally talking about it. Yeah. If there's a woman doing yoga behind us over there that I just keep looking at because she's <laughs> doing yoga in the middle of a room and in the wide in the open. And do, like, I just yoga live on yeah. Apartment Academy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, we have a whole space out there yeah. for that. You know, there's a mental health care check-in place and you can go and do yoga and pray and do whatever, 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 you know, right. it, that looks like for you. Um, but I think that's another part of the conversation is, you know, the ladder, the burnout, the mental health, yes. right? We do surveys now. We're talking about it. If people are burned out, you know, there's, there are companies who have unlimited PTO and all kinds of, you know, crazy things we never thought we would see any more than two weeks, right? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I think that's another part of the conversation too. And, and I, that is one of the things I'm seeing a lot uh, in sessions and on yeah. the floor. And I, I love that. First of all, I love unlimited PTO. It's, it's my favorite. <laughs> Never get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but back to what we were talking about, Dr. <coughs> Debbie always talks about working in your genius zone, right? Yes. Working, working with your genius zone. I think if we're going to circle back to centralization, I think the way this was going, the model as we're seeing it and the different types of centralization, as we talked about earlier, you know, it's not all defined the same way. It's not one size fits all. But I do think that if we're going to do it right, that's how we do it, is we don't have these, you know, same stair step up one, mm -hmm. one direction career paths for each role. I don't no know way. any of their songs, so I can't. <laughs> one direction? <laughs> yeah. I really don't either. Just, <laughs> Sorry. Oh, wait. Can't, can't help you yeah, with that I one. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I need a Harry Styles stand to come and tell me. Uh, but we, we get rid of that, right? And we bring in these other centralization models. And I think that's, you, we are going to start to see that organically happen. Mm -hmm. Those, those you know, ladder up career paths are going to go away because there's so many different types of roles that are going to come about mm -hmm. as a result of this movement. And yeah. I find that to be very exciting. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. Anything else we want to add while we're live? Yes. Okay. Actually, because you mentioned uh, creating a, a positive experience for the prospect. Yes. And what I thought, you know, this is so... You know, sometimes we talk about like, you know, back to basics, right? Yeah. And, and everybody talks about it, but, you know, it, it never buzzword, happens. Buzzword, buzzword, so, buzzword. Uh, you, know, you, you call up 10 properties and how many people are going to answer the phone? Oh, yeah. And I don't know. I do it all the time. And it's like maybe 40%, if that, you know. <laughs> and um, so what really just struck me was Wendy said that they answer, let me, let me 94% of their of their calls the first time and then they get the other six percent within two hours that's, that's amazing which is unbelievable yeah. yeah it really is i mean my goodness and so it's it's all about instant response mm -hmm. and and being there there's no missed phone calls um oh and also it kind of builds upon this whole idea of you know here for a long time where we're not we're not sh um in a shortage of leads but we're in a uh we just need to do them better or we need to get more qualified leads or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, again, if we have all these leads coming in, we're not like actually getting them. We can both improve our bottom line by, <clears throat> by 
you know, putting that marking to work and actually capturing those, but also creating a great customer experience mm -hmm. by actually answering the phone. Yeah. Which seems so silly, is that, simple. Isn't it, but, isn't you know. it crazy? Wait, like, but, yeah. yeah. What? Answer the phone. That is back yeah. to Out of control. Yeah. But it's true <laughs> because who, I have a 20-year-old daughter, an almost 16-year-old daughter, and a 10-year-old daughter, hmm. and none of them talk on the phone ever. No. So if they are making a phone call, it is important. Yes. Yeah. I've been and out it, here how many days now, and I text my son every morning, and he never texts me back. He doesn't call him. I literally asked him, are you going to ever text or call me back? And he said no. <laughs> He's 12. He was he like, no, mom. Answered you. No. <laughs> not not going to do this. But they will only call if it, it's important, yeah. right? So... So for them to answer 94% of their calls means that they are taking these important calls because people don't prefer to call as much anymore. Well, and her team, just so everybody knows, her team was the centralized model where they have a centralized team at a single location. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And that, that's how they were accomplishing it because they were yep. focused on that, yep. right? Yep. Because when you're on site and things are moving 15 different directions, oh, right? yeah. you know, you're, you're pulled away from the phone. So, you know, it's kind of unfair to a certain degree to talk about, oh, well, we'll focus on the basics of answering the phone when you've given them all these different responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. How the heck are they supposed to do that sometimes, Absolutely. right? Yeah. And so this way they've kind of put the processes in place to allow their teams to do what they should be doing and not just telling them, well, why aren't you answering the phone? Well, and there's a generational thing going on there too, right? Certain people want to talk on the phone, certain people don't. And I've seen, I, I seen, I've seen <laughs> this um, in student housing a lot, right? Because mm. you're not talking to the student. Who are you talking to? The mama. There you go. Mama wants answers, right? So centralized leasing for student housing looks a little bit different. Right? Yeah. And vice versa in senior housing, too. You're not no, necessarily yeah. dealing with the seniors. You're That's dealing true. with the adult children. That's true. So there are different generational things that I think are going to drive the bus on, you know, who's calling and how many, how quickly we need to answer that phone. Do the student housings have IVRs that say, press one if you're the mama bear? <laughs> press press <laughs> two, they don't, they should. And press you two just, if you're the student and it hangs up. <laughs> There's your million dollar text idea. Me. <laughs> did, yeah, right. you just did it. You just you created something there. I love it. I will be an investor. I have two dollars. <laughs> two dollars. I, I have we my only two dollars. Yeah. yeah, we got this. How much was a payphone? <laughs> oh, a payphone. Oh, okay. my heart. So, what else did you guys see in the sessions, or hear in the sessions, or see at the conference as we're as we're here live on the Apartment Academy <laughs> podcast? in San Diego. You know what I was excited about what? was seeing the vast number of people. Oh, like, I know. Just, just like seeing the flood of people, especially that first day of the expo. Man. Oh my mm -hmm. goodness. It was amazing. When they opened um, those doors. Yes. Holy cow, it was great. Yes, I was thrilled. It was and I'm a big hugger. A lot of, oh, you know, fun fact about me, I like to hug. Um, so it has just I said nobody can know that here. I, I Literally 10,000 people everybody know knows. This. Everybody knows. I didn't get the little banner though, the, the little thing that says hugger. Uh, but I, you know, I, I just, it has been so heartwarming to hug people I haven't seen in years and years and years. And it just has, you know, my heart has swelled like, you know, the Grinch uh, over the last uh, couple days. It's been fantastic. So, no, yeah, I agree that. Yeah. I agree three times that day. <laughs> That's great. No, the people, the people part mm -hmm. has been really incredible. And I think from the we're show back, floor, baby. Yeah. we're back. And on the show floor, there's a section um, for brand new vendors too, which yes. is really cool. The energy there is amazing. They are so happy to be here. And if you haven't been by their booths, go because I'll tell you what, if you, you want a good presentation, you want a happy person, those new vendors, they, they just are, they are loving life right now. I it love has that been there's fantastic. a dedicated section I do too. To tell you the energy over there where the green carpet is, is fantastic. So go say hi to our new friends. Yes. That's yeah. a great and idea. And they did an amazing job. 
job. Yeah, I mean, NAA my did an goodness. amazing job. I, mm-hmm. Cheers yeah. to NAA. Yes. Cheers. We love them. Do Cheers too. to NAA. Thanks for giving me a chance to see Rob Lowe today, too. Mm. I have... I know I we better wrap up before we before Rob goes on. You know, I'm trying no. to get to 5,000 selfies, and uh, I want a I selfie can. with Rob Lowe. No. I'm at, you tell me, I'm going to tell you where I'm at. And then I'll do one right here live yes. on the Harvard Academy podcast. If live. you get anywhere near Rob Lowe, can you shake my I'm hand four, after you touch him? I have 4,948 oh, selfies. Let's do this. We got this. All right, here, let's do a selfie right now, live. Everybody can see 4,499. Thank you guys Yay. so much. Thank you. Thank this you. has been a pleasure. Yeah, it's a great really time. been a pleasure. So yeah. once again, introduce yourself as we're wrapping up here. So in case someone tuned in and didn't know whose amazing oh, insights so they were listening good. to. I, you. I am Tammy Longo with, um, who do I work for? Uh, ALN Apartment Data. And I'm a regional sales executive. That's where I was going. I forgot that part earlier and then I forgot to say it again almost. <laughs> <laughs> and, and sir? <laughs> I'm Brent Williams. I am Chief Insider at Multifamily Insiders. And as you mentioned, we can also be found at the Multifamily mm-hmm. Share Space on Facebook and on LinkedIn too. All sorts of places. Absolutely. LinkedIn. Can we have a slight conversation about LinkedIn for a minute? How hot is the multifamily world on LinkedIn oh, right yeah. now? Yeah, absolutely. If you're not on there, you're it is my not go in the multifamily. To. I'm telling you, it's the go-to. I don't even look at Facebook in the morning anymore. Straight to LinkedIn. I love it. Yeah. And I'm Stephanie Ayler. Subbing in for Mr. Daniel Cunningham on the Apartment Academy. Doing a fantastic job. As I screw up the name of the thing, (laughs) Apartment Academy Podcast, live from Apartmentalize 2022 in sunny San Diego. Thank you, Brent. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. Uh, Stay classy, San Diego. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much. 